It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I am Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call at 312-726-1243. Major cities like Chicago are known for their restaurants, architecture, events, and other fun activities. Unfortunately, they are also hubs for sexual exploitation. Today, I have the incredible privilege of speaking with Simone Halpin, the executive director of Naomi's House, a ministry of the Moody Church in Chicago that offers hope and healing to survivors of sex trafficking. Naomi's House is an extensive, comprehensive residential program that exists to provide the resources that allow victims of exploitation to have a new start. Simone, welcome to our show. (laughs) Thank you, Rich. I appreciate you having me on today. Simone, we've been working together for a long time, and I knew that at that time we couldn't have you on the show, and now it is my privilege uh, (laughs) actually to showcase a little bit of what your ministry is doing. Uh, Before Mm -hmm. I do that, though, I'd like to showcase a little bit of who you are and and the Mm -hmm. call that God has given you. So tell us a little bit about Naomi's house and a little bit of how on earth you got involved in this ministry. Sure. Yes. Well, thank you for your introduction, because you covered a broad overview of who we are so beautifully. And um, to, to start off, I think it's important to say that Naomi's House exists because we believe that every woman who has suffered from commercial sexual exploitation deserves a new start. And it hasn't even been 10 years. We're coming up close to my 10-year anniversary, if you will, of understanding this issue and, and learning about it. And, Rich, that happened when I did street outreach um, downtown Chicago. And it was learning about the issue from women who were victims right here in our own city. And I partnered with another organization. Uh, at, this, at this point in my life, I was on staff at the Moody Church. And um, myself and other women would go and just talk to women who were caught in prostitution on the streets of Chicago. And it was very eye-opening to me, of course. And I hate to say it, but I didn't even know that this existed on the streets of our own city. I didn't know that this was an issue. And the more I learned um, about the issue and the more I got to know women who were in it, um, I started asking a lot of questions. How do women get into this? what happens while they're in this and what happens to them and how do they even get out of this? And the more I pursued those questions and built relationships with women who were victims, um, the answer over and over was that women need a place to heal. They need long-term residential care where they can essentially start a new life. And so over the course of several years, um, Naomi's house was birthed and we opened in December of 2016. You make it sound um, so organic or natural. It's not easy <laughs> to open a a center or a, a a home like this, is it? Mm-hmm. 
No, <laughs> no, of course it was not easy and it did take, it literally took years. So, um, I mean, there's two, there's two stories to tell here. One is the story of the women that we, we serve and, and what, um, their lives look like and how we help them. And the other story is to what you mentioned, the calling that God puts on our lives. So I will say that this was not a calling I felt from the beginning of my life. This was something that was um, brought to me as an adult. And I just took it one day, one step at a time. And I worked with a lot of other people um, to make this happen. But of course, it was not easy. We did our research. We looked around the country um, to see what does it take to run a residential program. And then something that you know well about is that even when we found the home that we wanted, that we purchased, that we bought, and we renovated, we beautified an old home and made it um, a gorgeous residential home for our women today, um, we still got pushed back from neighbors and from the community. And so um, that was surprising to me. I, I didn't realize that people weren't all excited as much as I was <laughs> about helping women in this situation. Um, but we've, we've learned a lot from those experiences and I feel like it's only made us a stronger organization because of it. I, I would really agree with that. Um, one of the things that Simone is mentioning here is that, um, at some point when your residential program grew beyond mm-hmm. six women, it had to get zoning approval. The neighbors right. at first were very, very, uh, concerned about that. Um, and over a course, I don't know how long was it about six months, you really worked with yeah. the community uh, to let them know um, just what the program was, what mm-hmm. um, was happening with the women, and also mm-hmm. the safeguards that have been put in place in order to make this um, really appropriate for the community that you're in. Right. right. That's well said. Yeah. And we should mention what happened. You got <laughs> unanimous approval at every level yeah. on your zoning, yeah. whereas right. when you began... Uh, there was quite a bit of hostility and some question as to yeah. whether the uh, you'll get approval at all. So it, it was a really yeah. amazing thing. And, and we yeah. should mention how much uh, the DuPage County helped in yeah. uh, making that happen because yeah. they realized the importance and the, the lack of this type of yeah. facility in the community and the desperate need the community has for it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I look at all of those things, and I consider it a great honor to be able to work with you on it. Let me break in here. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MaukBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we're speaking with Simone Halpin, Executive Director of Naomi's House, and we've been talking about really the birth of a very, very important ministry. Um, So, Simone, let's turn to that ministry itself. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the ministry and the need and the women you're working with. Give us some more perspective. Sure. Well, one of the jarring statistics that continues to keep me up at night is that there is an estimate of about 24,000 women who are sexually exploited in the Chicagoland area every year. So that's women and girls, and that's not just downtown Chicago, and um, it includes all the surrounding suburbs. So I have met women who literally 
were forced into um, prostitution and trafficking as teenagers, as young as 13 years old. Um, and I've met women literally from Wheaton and Naperville and Aurora and, of course, Chicago, all over. So it's definitely a very prevalent issue. And um, one of the callings, I feel, is to inform people that this is an issue in our very own communities. It's not just something that happens overseas, um, but it's local as well. And the more people have realized that this is a local issue, um, the more support we've gotten as an organization to help our women. So the way we work is that we get referrals. Um, initially, we opened Naomi's house to serve the 24,000 right here in our community. Um, and as soon as we opened, we started getting phone calls of referrals, primarily from law enforcement from all over the country, because the type of program that we offer is so rare, and there are so few organizations who do what we do that we were flooded with referrals. Our very first woman who moved into the Health came from North Dakota, out of state. And so um, when a woman moves into our program, she stays with us for about a year, anywhere from 10 to 12, maybe a little bit longer months. And um, we give her the tools to essentially start a whole new life. Um, it's not unusual for a woman to move into our home without a valid ID. Traffickers tend to keep IDs from women as a means of control. Um, oftentimes, women are struggling with substance abuse addictions, again, as a means of control from their previous life. Um, they haven't seen doctors or a dentist and had nutrition in quite some time. And so our program is comprehensive in the sense that we provide all of those resources for her. Um, and we pace women over the course of the 12 months that were with us so that she's more and more empowered um, to make decisions for her life that will put her on the path, not only to live a life where she's walking with the Lord, but also a life that she's always dreamt of. And when she moves in, so often we see that she's not even allowing herself to dream about her future. And that's because of the trauma she's experienced. But through our care and through our program, she's able to start dreaming about her future, live in the present again. Um, and we just see dramatic transformation over the course of a year when a woman lives with us and then eventually graduates from our program. You know, one of the, the place is called Naomi's House. And it yeah. really is a home, isn't it? That is the idea behind um, the ministry that's taking place. Yeah, tell us a little that's, bit about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Now, I have thought from the moment we bought the home and renovated it and then had women move in, but it always looked like a home to me. So I was very surprised to hear other people um, mention it looking differently than a home because we're, we've been very intentional about the property itself, the home itself, making it a place where a woman comes and just by stepping into the house, stepping onto the property, she finds value and worth in herself, that she deserves a home like this. Um, so often our women that we serve um, haven't had a home like this before. They haven't had a place that they have felt safe. Um, I think you've heard this before, Rich, but there's a, a woman who has since graduated our program, but she said at one point that this home, the bedroom that she had, and the safe place that she had to stay for a year with us, about a month into our program, she said, this is the first time I've ever stayed in a home where I wasn't afraid of being woken up at night, just being someone demanding to have sex with me. Coming up, we will talk further with Simone Halpin, Executive Director of Naomi's House, 
about how this ministry is showing God's love to survivors of sex trafficking. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. In the wide, confusing world of law and lawyers, it's tough to find someone you can trust that shares your Christian values for legal advice and representation. You can trust Mauk and Baker, a Christian law firm based in Chicago that serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals with their legal matters. They seek to represent clients like you with integrity and care by using biblical principles as the foundation of their work. Additionally, their monthly newsletter highlights what's current in the religious liberty arena, keeping you informed on your right to worship, whether that's on the street, in public school, or within the walls of your church. Subscribe to their newsletter at maukbaker.com slash newsletter. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com slash newsletter. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243. Call and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. That's 312-726-1243. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney with Mauk and Baker, a law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today we're speaking with Simone Halpin, executive director of Naomi's House, and we've been talking uh, at break, we were talking about uh, sex trafficking, not just in the big cities, but uh, all over, including uh, the area that you're located in, which is DuPage County. Uh, Simone, I'd like to go in. This is a uh, ministry of Moody Church. How mm-hmm. is the gospel involved in your ministry? Yeah, well, great question. Well, first of all, as a ministry and an organization, we fully believe that um, someone cannot experience full healing outside of the gospel of Jesus. So we, um, as a staff, are just committed to that. And um, because we serve such a unique population of women, we're very uh, sensitive to what their experience knowing God is like. And we have had women come to Naomi's house who were abused in the name of God. And so it's it's a touchy, sensitive place. And so... Um, I would say one of our first approaches is letting women know as they move into Naomi's house that we are a faith-based organization. So they know from the moment they apply to our program that they are voluntarily coming into a program that honors and serves the Lord and all that we do. So number one, we're not surprising anyone. And then what we do is we find out where are they on their spiritual walk and what do they believe um, when it comes to God and um, a relationship with Jesus. And we have found more often than not, a lot of women have a, have a ton of faith in God and they're desperate for him to bring healing to their lives. So they're very open to the gospel. Um, and what we have seen is that there's a, there's a two prong approach to helping someone heal. And the first one is to provide for their resources, right? They need, um, that's why they're at Naomi's house in the first place. They just need access to resources to start a new life. Um, So when you reduce those vulnerabilities that women are experiencing through tangible resources, 
But then you couple that with pathways for women to know God, to know what Jesus thinks of them and how he loves them and how he desires a relationship with them. When you couple those two things together, that's really where we start to see life change within the hearts of women because they have their tangible needs being met. And at the same time, they're starting to see their worth and their value um, as a woman that God loves and desires to have a relationship with through Jesus. Um, And that's, again, the most powerful is when we see women embrace those things and um, they start to surrender their life to him and um, experience newness in all levels. So tell me about uh, some of uh, those in your program or or some graduates. What kinds of things have you seen? (laughs) Well, I know you've met one, Rich, and I know we share a favorite story. Yes, of when we were presenting um, our case before the Zoning Board of DuPage County in order to um, serve more women, to increase the number of women who let, can live in our home. Let me do this. Let me paint the picture yeah. of that for everybody. Uh, that sure. zoning hearing that we were involved in, uh, there were many, many neighbors who were um, quite concerned and uh, in opposition to the zoning board granting that. So this was a fairly yeah. hostile environment that <laughs> that zoning meeting was taking place in. So go ahead from there. Yeah, right. And so some of the concerns neighbors um, posed, and you helped me to remember that they were legitimate concerns, um, however unfounded is what I would say. Um, they particularly were wondering if the women in Naomi's house were criminals? Were they dangerous? Um, Would they bring drug users? Would they bring um, violence to the neighborhood? Those types of questions. And the answer to all of that is no. The women at Naomi's house are not dangerous. They are women who are desperately seeking a new life. And they've chosen on their own accord to come to our program, which is rigorous. We really expect a lot of the women who are in our program. So at this hearing, um, one of our graduates was there on we didn't even know she was coming, right? So um, towards the end of this hearing, uh, it was open for public comment. And on her own, she w- really was so brave and so courageous to, to get up in front of everyone and just com- combat any of the fear that people were experiencing or in, and as they were expressing that she herself is not a criminal and that she works at a coffee shop um, in our community and that she has probably served half of that room coffee. She was so articulate. But really what she was doing was um, letting people know in that room that she, she chose to come to Naomi's house because she knew she needed help. And the life that she had experienced before was so dark and so violent and so difficult that she had reached the end of herself and she wanted the resources and the, and the program to help her land back on her feet. And she is such a strong woman who's truly just thriving um, and, and, and the independence that she now has. And so I love that she was brave enough to say, you're, I'm who you're afraid of and you have nothing to be afraid of if you, if you knew me and if you knew how I was contributing to this community. Um, and I say it all the time. You've heard me say it, Rich, that our community is so much better when people who have once experienced darkness and brokenness are now thriving and living a new life. We're a better community because of the women who go through our program at Naomi's house and are, and, and now are integrated using their gifts and using their love for God to make a difference. We're just all better because of it. 
You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Simone Helpin, Executive Director of Naomi's House, and we've been talking about the ministry and changed lives in that ministry. Tell us a little bit more. Now, this ministry, uh, it's not a simple program, but you mentioned there are a number of resources. I was surprised as I worked with you on this to find out just how costly it is to run a ministry like this. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in this ministry. Sure, yeah. Well, one of the things that it's important for people to understand that when we are working with victims of sexual exploitation, women who have been victims of sex trafficking, to start over and to heal from what they've experienced, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a very slow process. Um, the depth of trauma that women have experienced when they have been forced into prostitution as young as 13, 14 years old, um, that takes years to heal from. So uh, we are very high cost per per woman type of ministry because we do so much um, individually for each woman. And one of the things that we are so proud of, and I think it's so important for people to understand, is that we are 100% what's called trauma-informed. So everything we do at Naomi's House comes from this perspective that the women that we serve have experienced literal some, um, some brain cognitive development issues where because of the trauma they've experienced, their brain was rewired. And what would be um, something that would impact you or I who haven't gone through trauma, it's going to impact someone at Naomi's house differently. Um, so they need a certain level of trauma-informed therapy to help them file away those traumatic memories because that's what trauma does. It keeps you locked in the past. Those memories are sitting in the front of their forehead still as if they're happening in real time again. So oftentimes you'll see women at Naomi's house have um, like an increased heart rate and, and breathing and anxiety, and they feel like their trauma is still very real, so very present, um, as opposed to something that happened to them long ago. So over the course of the year or so that they're with us and longer, if they continue to do therapy after they graduate, we help them through our partnerships with therapists throughout the community to help them file those traumatic memories away. And then they understand cognitively that what was done to them is now in the past and they have the coping skills and the, um, the faith to believe that they have a new present and a new future that they can live for. Um, and it just takes a very, it's a very slow process in order for someone to heal um, at that magnitude. And that's also why it's so expensive. <laughs> uh, Simona, I want people to have the opportunity to know how they can get involved and learn more about what sure. Naomi's house is doing. So give us the details how can I get involved? Uh, what can we do uh, yeah. as part of our community with your ministry? Yeah, well, of course, I love to say that anyone who's interested in getting involved with us can go to our website. So it's naomishouse.org. And there, there's a lot of information on this website. And one of the things I would encourage people to do is to look on the how to get involved with Naomi's House. So we do have needs for um, volunteers. Um, so if that's something someone would like, they can, they can check out our volunteer needs. We constantly need what we call hero partners. And those are people who support us monthly. 
Um, we call hero partners that because we think it takes a hero to walk alongside a woman's life that's been shattered. We also think it takes a hero and the woman herself to start her new life. So we love that a person will tell a woman at Naomi's house, yes, month after month after month through financially supporting us, when essentially she's been told no her whole life. Um, so our hero partners mean so much, and you can donate online and become a hero partner right there on the homepage of our website. These are uh, amazing stories that you're beginning to bring to us. I just think there's probably another interview involved here somewhere because there's so so much more to talk about. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And, and more than that, thank you for the things that you're doing in our community. Mm -hmm. We are greatly appreciative. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website and subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter with legal updates. Or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody